Oh, hello. I totally saw you there. I'm just here with my jiggity Zoe. It was quite squawky. So in this episode, I do a bit of dodgy editing. So if you hear a boop, 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 or something, you know why. Oh, you like it. Welcome to the episode. Ethical slot start. Well, hello, dear listeners. You find me now in my studio apartment with my lovely support worker, Myla. Do you want to say hello, Myla? Hey. I thought she was going to use that gag. My dad totally would have done it like, Hello, Myla. Um, I have Zoe Bird that I've just gotten off on my shoulder. Haven't I, darling? And you're looking at me like, what's going on? But you're between Myla and me right now. We just had an adventure. So maybe you won't be a squawky so I can make this episode and people's ears won't bleed. What do you reckon? Now, I'm going to tell Myla this story about what happened yesterday. And you guys can listen in. It's not very slutty. Um, and definitely, I don't know, it's probably lessons about ethics, but, um, I, I don't know if I acted ethically, <laughs> but it's a crazy old tale. Ah, there's even blood on the bus platform. Anyway, so I've had, uh, a dental apocalypse. I met a dentist one day and he was really handsome and he seemed really nice. He had good hair. And so when I went in and had my appointment and just wanted something small done and then he said, how about we do three and a half thousand dollars worth of dental work? I just went, oh, swoon, let's do it. And But what I didn't expect was the wonderful surprise that he would, um, uh, in, a, in a fit of resentment because I refused to get temporary crowns um, because I know that they would, knew that they would fall off, he, um, he, he, he basically tipped a cement truck's worth of dental cement um, over three teeth, um, three molars, two molars, two and a half molars. Yeah. Anyway, a lot. It was a lot, a lot that I ended up with, um, the third dentist that I saw, (laughs) um, severe mouth trauma. So that the pieces of cement that I'd been making my fingers bleed, um, rubbing against because they were so maddening, um, that the dentist said wasn't, that the dentist who did it to me said wasn't there like Wonder Woman's jet but dental cement like WTF Mark Marin explained that one in an interview okay you can tell I'm still pretty infectious infectious infected infected yeah is that right I've got an infection yeah I'm just getting accused 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 acute I'm just cute this is just cute all right back to the story so no other dentist wanted to do to touch me. Literally, the best one was the one that at least would admit, like, saw me and, like, like gave me the mouth trauma diagnosis, right? So, been trying. So, I just ended up, like, like I don't know. Imagine, like, uh, all those films where you see someone being crazy and maybe, like, sticking their fingers in their mouth or, like, like just imagine me in the shower with my fingers in my mouth, like, um, 
rubbing away um, at, uh, at, at dental cement, trying to, um, and then getting impatient and breaking off big chunks and making it sharper and stabbing myself in the mouth further. And because what he did was when he did put the crowns on, um, he put it over the top of the mouth trauma, which was then later diagnosed. Oh, Selby, I thought you were going to be quiet, but no. Okay, well, let's move out onto the patio where it's much noisier. Um, and then you can sit on the pot plants while I tell the rest of the story. Okay, all right. I, I'm speaking to you anyway, not to Myla. I'm doing it all wrong. Okay, Myla. All right. They're just, don't mind them. They're just listening. So what happened was, you know I have had all the dental shit going. And did you know that I had the ambulance come out? Yeah. And that, were you here when that happened? Yeah. Okay, so I did pack a bag. I spent a long time really pissing off Neil downstairs, walking backwards and forwards, packing my little bum bag because I was just like, going to the hospital when it's quiet, when it's off peak, you know. So I packed my fucking bags. I I slept in my clothes. Um, I don't know if I slept. I think I did sleep because I got woken up at four and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna, am I going to do this? Oh, I won't stand directly in front of that van. Um, I was like, am I, okay, am I going to do this? <sighs> it took a little convincing, but I was like, it's Easter weekend. I, I do not want this shit sliding down and impairing my breathing. Like, I am genuinely afraid. The ambulance man wanted to take me to the hospital. I need to go to hospital. So I had my bag packed, called the ambulance. The day before it had been really quiet, so I didn't expect it to be so long. I had got my wheelchair walker out, although I wasn't able to take it, it turned out. And what the fuck? But anyway, um, um, they, um, uh, yeah, but I was very comfy. I had a hand crocheted blanket that um, Brad, who's, you know, you got, oh, Myla, who you know, See, you're listening in. Stop trying to stop trying to get my attention. Um, uh, <laughs> that made that made Myla smile. <laughs> She's got beautiful eyes. So when Myla's eyes are smiling, the bird gets on my shoulder. So be careful of your ears right now. But I'm moving her onto the aloe vera. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, Myla. You, you keep half an eye on the bird while I, while I tell you, and I try to ignore my iPhone about what happened. So, right. So I'm like, <laughs> and then I waited for like, I don't know, maybe two hours or something. Um, it was definitely, I think, yeah. Well, it, luckily it was about seven when I got there, so it was quiet. Um, yeah, the ambos came, I asked them, you know, I was waiting outside because I didn't wait and I got the bird. And I can tell Zoe was a little bit like starting to squawk a bit, but I'm like, I'll just keep her covered up. Mum's coming over. It'll be all right because Mum's got the key. You know, Mum's got a key, and so she, yeah. Um, Oh, hey, stop doing that. I don't want you eating up that foam, Zoe. I know I said that bit was all right, but you've been doing it everywhere. I thought you'd like dirt the best. I think we'll have to take this off because it's just encouraging her. Um, I'm sorry, you are there, I, I, audience. I'll, um, okay, I'm, coming, I'm speaking to Myla, but, but you know, you, you can listen. Um, you're welcome. 
Um, all right, Zoe, stop chewing stuff. All right, let me move you up here. Yes. Yes, okay. I'm busy. All right. Yes, you can crawl on those ones. Oh, that's all right, but it's okay. Yeah, just leave it. We'll just won't let it on that surface. All right, so just a bit of support worker talk here. We've got, we got you, sorry, you guys, you know. I, I'm inspired by Jen Kirkman, and, and she's just like this, but except she's better because she's been doing it for longer. Anyway, um, Myla, okay, because it's a crazy story. I really want to get to the blood bit. <laughs> oh, and I keep, I keep moving between the bird and the fan. Okay, so um, in the ambulance, it's painful because um, it's moving. But at that stage, what was hurting me then, which is what's hurting me now, and once I've done this podcast, I'm not going to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. And I definitely can't chew anything at all, um, at all at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, lots of pain. Um, they gave me morphine mm-hmm. for the pain because it was, it's also it was pain. It wasn't just like t- it was pain in my ear. Like, that's what I'm feeling now is the pain's coming from my ear, like, in my ear. Um, <sighs> which is what's a bit worrying at the moment, um, listeners, because I still, as Milo knows, I've still got a bit of this uh, a flat sheet of dental cement, like, that's wrapped, um, like, a, sort of around my ear and jaw and then goes down, actually goes down my back of my fucking neck. Um, and this this big sheet of dental cement, I um, it was feeling very fragile where it was being, um, and it still is pretty fragile where it's being held up at the top. But fortunately, because I had a decent night's sleep, apparently your gums grow back, shit grows back faster. Anyway, um, so in the ambulance, get the morphine, um, and then they don't have any beds so I get put in like the kind of the next room on from the main emergency waiting room and I'm in there by myself and I've been very no you're not going down to eat that no no you're not eating that foam Zoe okay um okay so in the back in the ambulance um in the, no, I'm just hoping that try, try not to get the breeze on the phone, mm-hmm. um, and the breeze comes along. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, you know, I'm doing my best for you here, but I'm trying to tell a story. Okay, stop distracting me with think, technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, so I'm sitting there, and I've got my special crocheted blanket that Brad's mum made me, and I've got my. I got my iPad, my iPhone, and I got two sets of headphones. Like I got, like my sleep phones and my my AirPods, and I got my, um, you know, I've 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 packed um, a little baggie of, of grapes and and uh, and a so- and a Vegemite sandwich with the crust cut off. And Zoe, no, that's too dangerous. You're not that good. Mm. Oh dear, <laughs> that was a worry. You're not that coordinated. She just climbed up on the rail, listeners. Milo caught her. My goodness. I just can't stand any... Let's try going back inside. 
listeners, listeners, listeners. Oh, just there's just so many fans, and and I'm not talking about the kinds that might fan fan girl or fan out or fanboy over me. Isn't and the let's turn off all the fans. I finished the story. Oh, and Zoe, you're getting moved over to near Myla, and Myla is going to um feed you um, a uh, a spoon of honey. Yeah, if you can sit in the seat and just, um, thank you. Sit there, Zoe there. <laughs> she was looking at me with a lot of suspicion and Milo was like, what are you doing? Okay. All right, Milo. Milo, Milo. Now, I'm going to keep this sound steady for the listeners. <sighs> Twelve and a half minutes in. Let's, let's try to do this story. <clears throat> try to get myself, my... Look, I, I am thinking about you, listener. Like, I'm taking great pains for, for, for technical um, thingy-me-bobs. <laughs> oh, wow. It hurts to laugh. Um, oh. Sorry, I was just feeling that thing, that sheet that I'm a bit worried about that I was talking to you before, Marla. There's a, like a pocket. feels like there's a pocket of air. Yeah. Um, but it's like broken uh, after this listeners I mean this really is for you it's not really for Myla Myla I'm Myla's being paid to be here to help me but this is like a creative project so I'm really doing this for me um but you know if you're lis- if you're still listening you're either a masochist or you're enjoying it so um either way you're welcome um Myla um Get to the hospital, have all my things, get set up in a chair in the waiting room. See, person after person, like, getting the same information, but going further down the, the assembly line, the emergency ward assembly line. And uh, so sitting there waiting. And then um, another couple come in. Um, a mother and son, the son's got some fucked up shit with his elbow. Um, and this is at the quiet time of the hospital mm-hmm. and there were no beds. So, oh God, I remember asking the, cause to get the morphine in the ambulance, it had to be put in a cannula in my wrist. Mm-hmm. And so I still had the cannula, they had to keep the cannula in at the hospital in case, and um and when the ambulance guy dropped me off, it's like, okay, you're right, da da da. And I'm like, but what about this? And I was like, the cannula fell is such a, I was such a princess. Oh my god. Um, compared to what like and the, and just looking up at this poor paramedic who sees some shit, and he just had this like look of like slumped shoulders, bloodshot eyes, and complete exhaustion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, no, I can't out your cannula (laughs) I laugh now okay I'm gonna say that again without the nervous laughter the poor bastard said no I can't take out your cannula they've got to do it and I was so I was like okay and he left and uh yeah really good experience with the paramedics I had them out two times once uh, hey Zoe up come on up the cage. I'll finish this story and then we'll do some fun things with you. Okay, all right. Um. Okay, okay, okay. 
Right. So the next thing. Um, finally get to see the, like I keep getting told, I'm a doctor. Give me your information. But then I finally get to see the doctor, doctor. <laughs> I don't know. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Am I going to choke on this dental cement? <laughs> oh. Anyway, so um, uh, she says, no, that's not going to slide down your throat and choke you. Because I think the ambulance driver the day before, he could see how the, he could see the sheet mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but, um, that, but, but in that short period, the gums had grown over enough, like in my sleep that there were, it was no longer visible. So she could see the massive ulcer at the back. Um, so she thought I was just crazy. I mean, I took in my, all my antibiotics. I even like to show her, I showed her this smile. I don't know if I've shown, have I shown you my belly? that like my I oh listeners I'm gonna do it again so I was sitting down and I did this I said this is how much weight I've lost from this (laughs) and I don't think and and I said I've been so sick I've been like I really need when when she's I think I reacted this way when she said that they couldn't remove the dental cement like they didn't have the tools they couldn't do it and I was like what do you mean because that's the only way like this is gonna stop because this is how much weight I've lost. I haven't been able to eat. I've been on this many courses of antibiotics. I'm at the hospital. What do you mean you can't help me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really? And so she left and sent a nurse back in with two Valium and some Endone. Like, it was clearly she didn't believe me that I was in pain mm-hmm. um, because it was like the Endone was so small it was like, um, you know, those homeopathic pills, it was just like that size. And there was two, like, I'm telling her that I'm having like, like discomfort in my throat, but they, but this nurse stares death at me, like, because I refuse to, um, have these Panadol, like my, so like the Panadol just looked massive, you know? Um, and I'm like there for, and then she's like, I'll break them in two, you know, just break them in half. Like, that's going to hurt more. And I was just like, it's Panadol. It's not life-saving medicine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so I took and, and, oh, and she, and then I had the other tablets and I'm like, okay. And then she's like, I got to stay here until you take them. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, something in me just was like, this is, I don't like this. This is not. And so I actually like, um, did some Marx Brothers, like, oh, oops, I tipped it on myself. Oh, I'll put it back in. Like did this kind of, it was partly real because I was shaken, but I was taking, I took advantage of it. A lot of this, like in hindsight, looks like, like incredible genius and calculations, but a lot of it was just kind of reactions (laughs) and maybe just my, um, just my ratchet brain taking over and going, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to Tonya this. Myla knows who Tonya is. You don't. <laughs> and so I'm totally tonyering this. And then um yeah, no. Um where was I? So this is why I need my lot people. You should be grateful. The pills. Yeah, so I, I hid I, I put one of the pills under my tongue. I basically did that trick that you see. Come on, Zoe, back up here. I need I will finish, okay? Alright. I'll finish. I'll I'll hurry up. Okay, Ma. So I hid 
some of the, I didn't take some of the pills, but it still made me, because, you know, with the morphine, I was like, woo, and then, and so the, I'd been trying not to talk to these people who come in. Clearly, the mother didn't want me to talk to them or to her son. Like, she'd been rude, but, you know, like, I'm I'm autistic on morphine, so, like, trying to get myself, and also, they were so, speaking so loud that when I had my sleep headphones on, I had to turn them off up full volume and press them against my ears so that I couldn't hear their conversation and um so but I was sitting and like yeah um so she was pretty rude a couple of times when I tried to just talk to them maybe twice before that I'd I'd try talking to them a bit because I'm just um anyway they um this woman she she turned her body fully to me away from her son and I, to paraphrase she was like stop harassing us mm-hmm. um but she did it in a really like in a way that a way that really was quite harsh like very much i mean i'm sitting there I'm so fucked up. It's both of us in the like the 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 emergency emergency waiting room. Mm-hmm. You know, the bitch could have shown a little bit of tolerance and compassion. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, she's distracting her son. I was being annoying, whatever. But like, you know, come on. I call this woman out as being a fucking bully, mm-hmm. not just like someone in a moment, like. She is like, and I think that maybe she and I are a lot alike and that's why she was so, you know, because I can be a bully mm-hmm. and also I can just, she, it sounds like she's got a lot of initiative and incentive and a lot to communicate. And so I think, you know, from what I picked up, I think, you know, in that whole, I was thinking, why did she get so full on? And it's that whole thing, Isla, of being, you know, exempt by contempt. Um, it's emotional projection. Mm-hmm. So, but that really shut me off. And they left. Uh, I, well, I did say to her, like, I, I paused. I looked down and I said, that was really harsh. Um, like, yeah. And then, and then she looked at him and said, let's go wait in the other room. Basically, the main waiting room. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I... I just all I said was that was harsh. It's not like I went, you fucking bitch. Blah, 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 blah. That comes later. <laughs> oh God, um, nervous laughter. That was nervous laughter, people. I'm working on it. So, anyway, so they go into the main room, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, I don't know, something in me just went. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and I looked down at my cannula and I was like, fuck. And then, and then I looked at all my stuff and I looked around and I just shoved everything in my bag as fast and inconspicuously as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I popped my head out the door which I had before to try to find water. So I had sort of a general idea of the landscape around this room, sort of a little bit. Um, and so when someone came past, some, like I said, gen- like genius, like something. But I was like, 
put on my best masking. And like, I was like, hey, um, where are the toilets? And she went, oh, just down around there. I went, okay, cool, thanks. And so I'm like, all right, I just, I'm like searching, where are those green exit signs? Where are those green exit signs? And you know how I am with hospitals and directions, but I tell you, I just, I got straight the fuck out of there. <laughs> I took the birds flying right. So I, um, uh, she, um, Zoe needs, Zoe, do you need my honey, honey? Yes, you do. I can tell, although I also know that you love cheese. And if my love put some cheese on a spoon, then you will eat it. In fact, I know if I put the cheese up here and I get you, you'll probably eat the cheese. Oh, yeah. For any people going, birds shouldn't eat cheese. Yeah, I know. But she's 11. And, and she seems fine. Um, <laughs> Myla's going to rescue the cheese. Oh, stop interrupting me, listeners. I'm trying to concentrate. Anyway. Um, I suppose we could blame Zoe, uh, but, but it is for the, it is for the purposes of, of your listenership that I'm thinking about you. I am thinking about you, but I'm trying not to anyway. So, um, yeah. So I was just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Right. And, but the way out is through the main emergency room. And who's sitting in the main emergency room but that lady and her son. And as I'm walking past, I spot them and I'm just like, and I don't know if it's like, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, I should, and I just flipped to the bird, gave her the finger. Mm-hmm. And then she flipped me the bird back. This woman's probably like 75, <laughs> like short white hair. She looked just like my, um, my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like white clots, blue polo, um, short silver hair. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, anyway, keen gardener, um, um, think she's a genius because she, she figured out how to do a spreadsheet. Um, sorry, that's terrible. Um, anyway, so, she got me mad on the second bird. She flipped me with the other hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so something took over. And I went over. And I said something along the lines of, I hope when you're on your deathbed that you'll remember this moment and how you behaved. And she interrupted and she said, Oh, I will. And I'll enjoy it. And then I think for a moment it took me off guard for like a fraction of a second. Mm. But because I've been there, Mm -hmm. I have spent probably a good year's worth, I don't know, I don't know, like of time um, being tortured by my mental demons because I've had so much time and space. Like, Like literally this is the sort of thing people do to, like I've been like, and so... I'm not proud of it, but I'm grateful for the ability to take a human centipede type toxic shit into this woman's soul through my gaze into her eye, which when I looked deeply into it, I saw a lot more fragility and uncertainty and I knew 
because I smirked when I thought about it. Mm-hmm. I thought, I know what's coming for you because I've been there. Mm. And you know, might not feel this, but there will be times that you'll think about stuff. And that bell is rung and it cannot be unrung. Anyway, just to be extra mean, um, as I was walking out, I did this passive-aggressive mood. Trudy, Trudy, if you're listening, um, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was a cunt. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm talking to the listeners again, and you don't even know, Mile. Um, yeah, Trudy's someone I was friends with. I was friends with. I met her on Anchor, and. Um, which is what I'm recording onto now, although now it's called podcast or whatever. Spotify, whatever the fuck. Fuck you all. Um, yeah, I was, I was come to Trudy. We haven't spoken in years, but I just haven't even, well, you know what I've been going through. Just haven't had the capacity for a lot of people. Even my own boyfriend, Derek, formerly Damien Black on Anchor. Um, anyway. Back to the hospital. Um, Trudy called me out on doing the passive aggressive. I I, I um I think I'm going to call it the Karen um the Karen shoulder bag throw or something. I need something snappier. <laughs> but I was saying to mum um earlier that I think that it was like it's a classic Karen move. Or, or you know the 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 bag over the shoulder as you walk away. <laughs> Didn't even realize I did it, but I totally did it then. And when I looked over my shoulder, and okay, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the humor out of this because this was a cunt move. I acknowledge this. I'm not proud of it at all. I looked over my shoulder, and I didn't even really see, except in memory. Hi, Ricardo. Hey. Say hello to my podcast audience. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. Thank you. This is my lovely neighbor, Ricardo. Who's, did I give it to you in a purse or just by itself? Just wait, sir. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's why. Sorry, I usually give it yeah. to my support workers in a purse. That's why I was like going, thank you, darling. No you're, you're the best. No <laughs> Look, listen, as a bonus. My neighbour was kind enough to get apple juice for me. I forgot Milo was coming over us. I'm, I'm still a little bit all over the place. I think that morphine shot still got me. Oh, my handbag's somewhere. Um, oh, my God. Will that need to be edited out? I don't know. I'll check that later. If if there is an edit there, it's because my bird. I will need to edit that out. Oh, that was bad. Okay, let's let's wrap up the story. So, I looked around and I saw, like through a blurry tunnel vision, only like him and her, her at the periphery, elbows on her knees, um, head in her hands. And I didn't even see her. She was looking at the floor. I saw him looking at me, his face ashen grey, which is something that I've noticed later in life is when people are really not good. It's like their faces go this particular shade of grey. Like a shadow has has fallen over it. Mm -hmm. It's quite distinct. And in that moment, did I show grace? Did I show kindness? 
Compassion? No. I said to a man, in excruciating pain, in an emergency ward, with his problematic elderly mother. Good luck with that elbow. Did another shoulder bag throw. Marched out the hospital doors of the emergency room. Was going, fuck, 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 fuck. How do I get out of here so that they don't see me? Um, I uh, look around, look to my left, look to my right. Once again, like somehow my directional skills kick in at this moment. Myla. <laughs> Myla knows. Myla was in a, had to take me to a uh, to get a test recently and it was inside a hospital. And so it was like, yeah, she knows how with directions and hospitals especially. So the fact that I managed to make it out and then figure out how to get home. <laughs> so fortunately right next to the um, outside the hospital, um, there's like a, this Royal Brisbane Hospital. So there's like the bus line there. Um, and so I saw a lift. I'm like, lift, yes, lift. Um, and so I get in the lift and then inside the list, lift, it said bus platform. I said, yes, yes, bl- bus platform, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I get up to the bus platform because I like, I see like, you know, platform one inbound to city. No, platform two outbound from city. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go up into the platform. I sit down, I look around. There's some people on a bench, like about three benches up. Okay, they can't see me. Right, cool. It's time to pull out the cannula. So I look down at my hand and I examine, okay, what's there? Normally I don't ever look when I get needles or anything. So once again, thank you, morphine. I uh, pull off one side of the sticky bit covering the cannula. I pull off the other side of the sticky bit covering the cannula and then I just pull the fucker out and blood goes all over the platform tiles. Well, not all over. Um, It was a significant amount of blood, like not a massive amount. Like, But uh, I remember in the ambulance I must have bled because he mentioned something about it. Um, I don't think he liked doing them anyway. Who would? Um, so <laughs> fortunately I'd brought some tissues. So I put a tissue over the wound and then quickly pressurizing the tissue <laughs> between my chin and my wrist, <laughs> I scrambled around inside my bag for another tissue to wipe the blood off the bus platform tiles. <laughs> On my way back from dropping the cannula in the bin, hoping that nobody saw it. And went, oh, and I'm thinking of all of those bins I've ever seen with, like, put Sharpies in here (laughs) going, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. So I walk back, see the blood. That's right, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's the point where I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? Uh, Chin to the the wrist. Um, Yeah, and then I, so I managed, I just left smears of blood. Um. And then a, a bus pulls up, says it's going to Chermside. No, that's near where I live. And so I was like, do you stop, you know, do you stop at Nanda? But I had spoken to mum. I was looking, you know, she was maybe going to pick me up early before I escaped, I think. 
Yeah. I can't remember that bit. Anyway. Hey, Zozo. Are you on the... No, come on. Up. Oh, this bird. I've spent so much money in these freaking foam tiles trying to do insulation, and the bird wants to just eat them all. And I'll eat you if you continue. I think we probably need to put some fabric over the top. All right, listeners, I know I haven't finished my story. <sighs> so, um, yeah, so the bus driver, my go-kart does it because I brought my go-kart just in case. You know, I, like, pack my purse every time. So I somehow thought to bring my go-kart, I guess. You know, I was being super prepared. So I walked back and forth like a thousand times to my bag every time I thought of something. Um, and... Yeah, so um, t- got the cannula out, got on, um, like, spoke to the bus driver. My card didn't work because I hadn't used it in so long. Mm-hmm. So that's something to remember. Maybe go take my go card to the thing today and see if we put some money on it and get it or whatever. Anyway, um, yes, we remember, yeah. So uh, then the bus driver just let me on for free and gave me some advice about where to jump off and then get a cab and he was saying at Chermside the cab rank is was right next to the to the bus stop and so that would be the easiest I thought I could get an Uber from anywhere but easy sounds good (laughs) having a car just there ready without me having to use technology in hindsight now I think was a very smart move even though it might have saved me a whole like two dollars at a pair or something I don't think maybe I'll just catch cabs from now on I don't know so I went um yeah got home still I think when I got out of the cab I probably um (laughs) threw my bag over my shoulder a third time for good luck (laughs) oh came upstairs and mum was here with Zoe and um yeah, so and then this morning I woke up and um because I'd had a I'd had a decent night's sleep, my gums grew back so fast. So fast, listeners. Like fast. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's basically it's definitely I'm not gonna have a, a sheet of stuff sliding down my my throat unless I do something anything other than the basically how I'm eating people because I can't chew at all like I because because the the gums are healing over these big areas like especially at the back with my um what am I talking to you for what am I, I'm talking to you again my sorry so you know how how like like at the back tooth the that um like it was really exposed like the gums had really you know because of all the stuff and fiddling and da 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 um yeah, it's just, it's settled down and it's grown back. Um, um, yeah, and I was, listeners, touching my mouth. I, I don't even need to talk to them. Why am I talking to them? The, the, do- <laughs> the, do- the doctor did give me some good tips. Stop sticking my finger in my mouth <laughs> to adjust my mouth paste that's trying to keep everything stable. Good tip. Um, that sheet of stuff's not going to slide down my neck at least by the time she saw it it wasn't going to because enough of the skin had grown over the top there's just one section which is kind of like feels like it's my ear like in my jaw hey sorry that's not you listener that's the anyone not talking to you 
just assume I'm talking to the bird or, or on my line. I'm going to finish this story, I promise. Okay. Yeah, so it's still like, oh, where was I? Yeah, don't stick your finger in your mouth. Don't, it, it's, but the gums are growing back fast. Sleep helps. Um, but I do feel um, oh, like where the um, – in between – in that little spot, Myla, mm-hmm. trying to ignore the listeners – in that little spot here um, where you're like, you know, your back tooth kind of, it goes like like a little like U-shape mm-hmm. at the back. Mm-hmm. So the dental, sheet of dental cement is like going across that, the, the dip in the U. And... So if you imagine a line, like, listeners, I'm doing this for you again. I, I can't help myself. I'm just, I'm a pleaser. So there's a, like, if you can imagine a U and then you, you draw a line about a, uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell with your tongue. Let's go halfway across the U. Maybe let's go third. Be conservative. Or I stop talking. It's moving more. Um. It feels like it's going to go right into my ear, but it's not. It's just around my mouth, so I need to stop stressing. But it is hurting, so. Yeah. Um, although I, I am afraid a bit will still break off because it isn't covered by any gum. Mm. Or, oh, yeah, it is covered by a little bit of gum, but there's a break. Anyway, what was I in the story? How do I finish this bitch off? So I got home. I'm okay. Everything's healing. Oh, yeah, I still had to do my own home dentistry because the last of the dental cement, then I just took um, three hours using my fingerprints like sandpaper, carefully sanding over any sharp bits that were left that I knew were specifically for keeping the crown in place that I didn't know. Oh, by the way, people, I scrubbed my teeth so bad that I got down to the shelf of my crown, passed all the dental cement to the shelf of my crown, which is this little, another little U-shape at the bottom, which stops it from sliding up, I managed to um, break that into like nice shards, sharp shards. So those bits I had to go around because they were like little toothpicks sticking into my gums. You want adventure. I know, darling. Okay, let's, let's, yes, and I'm talking to Zoe, not to you, listener. Um, so yeah, I, I gently, Myla, back, taking my attention like this I don't know like just stop it okay anyway so um yeah carefully last night like literally imagining that my fingerprints were sandpaper I like slowly carefully just polished off the sharp tips so if you can imagine like getting it like a toothpick and just like but it's made out of cement but and fine cement but if you press too hard you'll break it off and make it sharp again but if you press very lightly many times you can just smooth it over so i i reckon i probably now have the most contoured crown <laughs> except for maybe some arabian prints or something maybe some, maybe a dental tyrant <laughs> like a tyrant a tyrant on the on the african continent um, with with um with with dental issues, <laughs> but um yeah, as once this like bit that's yeah, because there's like I can feel the the sheet of dental cement in that area near my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So blood on the platform. So we did get to that. We did get to that part of the story. I got home. Zoe's okay. She said still a bit because she's been dealing with me. Oh, my God. Have I been having some fucking meltdowns, Milo? I mean, you know, the listeners don't know. But um, I've been talking to the dead ghost of my uh, my uh, uncle-in-law that killed himself when I was 16, you know, like and, and sending messages, you know, to, to his son that was doing some work for me at the time. I was having um, um, uh, screaming attacks, screaming episodes, like like screaming through the floor at my neighbour Neil because um, I think after I'd been told that uh, by another neighbour that she had actually witnessed him with the broom, like in the spot under my bed, banging on the ceiling. I think that was probably like the final straw with me with him. Like I'd been internalising that and because I can't do anything back, you know, it's a lot of internalisation. So it all just came out in one big spew. Oh, I didn't. Did I get to the bit in the waiting room where I poured all the... I did. I, that was a cent, human centipede metaphor. Oh, yeah. Check out Sona Monsessian's book, um, World's Worst Assistant, for her great um, human centipede metaphor for the human experience and how we treat each other. It's really good. It's like, whose mouth are you shitting in? Who's shitting in your mouth? Who's actually getting the real food? How many how many layers down the 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 people like of of like how much nutrients are you actually how many social how much nutrients are you getting by that stage anyway, um, so I'm home. Mum's good. Zoe's good. I'm okay. But yeah, there's been moments when I have been screaming. I had a full on breakdown out the front of um, um my neighbor downstairs place at one point before I realized he was doing deliberately thinking it was his fan, um, and begging him to let me buy him a pedestal fan. (laughs) I've been on, did I mention earlier to them? I, ah, sneaky, 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 got my attention again. Um, yeah. So it's been like now, Zoe, like something like five courses of one antibiotic, one, then one course of another antibiotic, and now I'm on a course of two types of antibiotic, which I'm about to take the other half of. I'm pretty sure I only took a half and not a whole. I'll just t- No, I did take a whole. Okay, I can take that later. But I have to... Oh, damn, don't pour medicine on a wet surface, people. Uh, Myla, I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you. Myla, just... I'm letting you know... That I've just figured out, don't pour don't pour out your pills on the kitchen counter when there's a little bit of dampness, because um, yeah no, just don't do it. Um, okay, I I hope you know I think maybe you should pay me for that thirty seconds of um life <laughs> <laughs> advice. Um, yeah, I I'm drinking I'm I've got a sheet of cheese. Um, and I am breaking it up into tiny bits and um, and swallowing them whole with apple juice, so that I can take my one the the kind of antibiotics that help my mouth. There's like one kind of antibiotics that healing that's healing my mouth, and another kind of antibiotics that's healing the infection in my body that turns me into like the craziest version of myself. Um, I did mention the Valium bit. Oh yeah, I didn't mention how in the hospital as well. Oh yeah. The, the the first the Ambos mentioned the mental health. They've got a mental great mental health facility at the Royal Brisbane. I'm thinking, 
yeah, no shit. I've been to visit my sister there. I ain't going there, bitch. I know the truth about that place. And then, um, and then the doctor, the one that like ghosted, like ghosted me and sent back the, the, did I say how the dental nurse said that she wouldn't leave until I took the, yeah. So that was like, oh, I think somewhere on a deep level, I knew that's where like, yeah, that they were going to, that I was heading towards the psych ward, that there was nothing really wrong with me and that they were going to, yeah, transfer me over. Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that would have happened. So I'm glad I escaped. Um, I've never seen a smaller painkiller. I just can't... (laughs) Like it was so massive. It's like the like the Panadol and then the Valium and then just in contrast. I don't know. I still have this image of like staring down to them in this paper cup, going because like they were like because I took all my meds and everything in. It was really organized. They're like, well, why haven't you taken these meds? And I said, well, I didn't know what you were going to give me when I got here. So anyway, it was crazy, people, and it's scary how close I came to being in a psych ward mm. a psych and that would not have been good um yeah but it's the fucking infection like my mum even witnessed me just having a bit of um like being off my rocker and then still not sure whether I could take two antibiotics different types of antibiotics at once but thinking I'm like on a one tra- one way trip to Crazyville here. I, I got at least try, and so I emptied out the the pill, and then I just kept like even just a fraction of the pill of the antibiotic because I think I swished it around my mouth with some kombucha. It just went and took me out of the crazy. Like drugs don't do that. Like it's a fucking infection. It's a fucking infection. Um, but people just want to see crazy. They don't want to listen and say, no, I have an infection. <laughs> infection makes people crazy. I am also, I did, unfortunately, I told them I was autistic, which that then, then I was a red flag. I think that's after I saw the doctor, that's when that lady felt, I think, particularly entitled to be abusive to me because people are abusive to people with mental health issues because, um, oh, you. Yes, she just, that... Oh, listener, stop interrupting me. Okay, Milo, I think that's the end of the story. I, I survived. There was blood on the platform, nearly ended up in the loony bin, but made it home on a wing and a prayer, a kind bus driver and, and a stupid nurse. <laughs> oh, and they called me because I was like, I realised on the bus, I was like, I was talking to mum, I was like, I got away with it, I got away with it. And I went, oh, shit, they could, they have my name and address. They still couldn't call the cops on me and drag me back. Yeah. I'm going to have to try to act as normal as possible. <laughs> oh, okay, take, edit out nervous laughter. You made me do that, listener. When I did get worried was when I was on the bus thinking, oh, dear I don't really want the cops turning up at my door trying to take me away take me away Zoe you are being very patient you are you're being very good you're being good girl no I'm not talking to you listener I'm talking to the bird Miley you're being extremely patient um so um yeah um but they called me and they said they'd been looking for me but somehow 
they'd only thought to call my mobile after I had managed to escape, get on a bus, get in a taxi, come home, tell my mum the story. (laughs) And then noticed a number I didn't recognise calling. (laughs) Sheepishly picked up, hello? (laughs) And then I think the worst part was them finding out that I pulled my cannula out. (laughs) She's like, did you take it out yourself? Because she was saying, you have to come back to the hospital to get your cannula out. I was like, oh, I already took it out. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's 50-50 nervous laughter and actual genuine, like, oh, my God, life is fucking crazy. So she... That's... (laughs) The impact that this... That this fucking infection that's had on me, that that, that's has transferred onto other people... It's been like a fucking tsunami. Like, like, like this infection is like a butterfly flapping its fucking wings and causing a, a whatever. So is it tsunami? Whatever. Anyway. Fuck shit. Those fucking butterflies. What are they? They're just pretty anyway. People should be pinning them live to corkboards for fun. Right? No. no. Milo doesn't. Milo doesn't think that, that I think that's just the uh, infection talking. Anyway, so yeah, that, that I got home. So then she called me and then she's like, cannula, you took it out inside the hospital or out of the hospital? Out of the hospital? <laughs> I didn't tell her. I almost said on the bus platform. <laughs> but she said, And so then I was just like, then I was just being super contrite. Am I in trouble? Am I going to get, am I? (laughs) She's like, no, you're not in trouble. (laughs) Just don't do that ever again. (laughs) I said, okay. (laughs) And that, Myla, listener, Zoe, is the end of the story. Thank you for listening. Oh, I don't know. It's supposed to be slutty. I heard you've got a boyfriend. You didn't tell me. Mum told me you've got a boyfriend. Do you have a boyfriend? Shuckies. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you or do you not have a boyfriend, Myla? Myla, listen, now I'm talking to you. Myla, my support worker. She's had a boyfriend. How long now? How long? Almost nine months. Nine months, listeners. Nine months. She's had a boyfriend. Yeah. I should have been... I should have been paying her less because she's more happy. I missed out on a great opportunity. Plus, she didn't tell me she had a boyfriend for nine months. I will be finding out all about this after the break. No, there's no break. This is it. This is the end. The break is the, that, that thing that happens in between me getting around to making a podcast episode. Um, but, yeah. Ha! Jacques. Like, just because I'm self-absorbed doesn't mean you can't, like interrupt me and tell me about your life <laughs> just because I learnt like five things about you from my mother that I didn't know even though I spent three you come here three days a week <laughs> like when she just because my mum asks asks you questions about your life and how you're doing <laughs> you mean that entitles you to not tell me about your boyfriend for nine months <laughs> I'm docking your pay <laughs> yes she you heard that listener she agreed she says it's fine I'll have to figure out how much Ten cents an hour. All right. It's a deal. How many hours? I don't know. Um, one. All right. You owe me ten cents, bitch. And then you're forgiven. <laughs> okay.
Well, um, oh yeah, happy Easter, everyone. If, uh, you know, if you're into the Jesus stuff and, you know, like, and if you are, good, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, like, I don't know, oh God, that line, as long as you're not hurting anyone. Like, if you're into Jesus and Easter and stuff, well then, go at it. Have a great time. Sorry about the way you died. Hey, I'll put it in my picture. I've got a pit. I've got a rosary beads with Jesus on the cross. This is just for you, Jesus lovers. I'm going to send you a picture of the, the pendant on the end of a, from a rosary beads, which is a family heirloom. And the back of it, it's got a vial um, from Lourdes, Lourdes, the sacred. So if any Catholics out there, Lourdes, the, you know, the sacred, it's, you know, like, so Myla, should I show them the picture of dead Jesus on the cross? Or should I show them the picture of the vial of Lourdes? I mean, the, 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 I think I should probably show Jesus, but you know, I just, I, I'm more excited about the little container of water that was sent over to my grandfather from his pen pal nun. That's all I know from my grandmother, that my grandfather had a pen pal who was an, a nun who I think maybe might have been an intellectual or something, who went to Lourdes once and sent him some rosary beads, which I now have. And I'm going to take a photo for the episode for all you Jesus lovers. Happy Easter for all people who are not so much into Jesus. Um, happy whatever. Um, and uh, for those listening into the future, where um in the future we're like it's not Easter, um well it is now. It's not my fault you're listening in the future. Go fuck yourself. All right, love yous. Bye.